Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, and we are getting into day three picks. And the Seahawks' first pick of day three is off the board. Pick 27 in the fourth round, number 133 overall. And they go with Stanford tight end Colby Parkinson. And joining me to talk about the pick is Samuel Gold. Sam, welcome back on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. This is an interesting pick for me because the Seahawks, four tight ends that are on the roster. Although going into the draft, if you would have told me they would be taking a tight end, I I probably wouldn't have been shocked either because you got Jacob Hollister, you got Luke Wilson, and both of those guys, I I see upgrade potential from either of those positions. And so I'm, I'm wondering with a pick like Colby Parkinson, with that in mind, which position between those two guys do you think he would have a better chance to to overtake between Hollister and Luke Wilson? Uh, probably Hollister. Uh, for me, what Parkinson offers is he's just like a big slot, large wide receiver, uh, good catch radius, um, barely ever drops it, which will make Russell Wilson happy. <laughs> I think he had three drops on 90 catchable passes last or, or the last few years at Stanford. Um What he's good at is that he can adjust his body and he can make these really good catches. Um, He can high point the ball. Um, He can run seam routes and he can run. uh, He has some pretty good footwork in terms of running like slant routes over the middle of the field. I think in terms of this offense, he's a really good fit and he can also sit between zones. I mean, I I think he's a he's a decent receiving tight end. Um, Not a ton of upside. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's going to be the next, you know, like. I want to hear that he's the next Jimmy Graham, Sam. That's why I brought you on the show. Yeah, yeah, man, I I, I wish I just don't see it just because he's is the upside just to me isn't there. And 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 as a run blocker and obviously Jimmy Graham wasn't good run blocker, but neither is Colby Parkinson. He's just he just doesn't have the fire and intensity you see from like Will Disley. So uh, to me, he's replacing to me. I think he can replace, I mean, any of Luke Wilson and Jacob Hollister and Honestly, at Jacob Holster's contract at three three point three million dollars or whatever it is, I mean, I, I I think you cut him tomorrow and you can use that cap elsewhere. You you just don't need him now. Um, you have Will Disley, Greg Olson, you have Jacob Holster, and you can always you can always carry a fourth tight end and um, Luke Wilson, and, and I think I think you're done. But that maybe that's just me. Well, you talk about his catch radius and gosh for. This guy, six foot seven, 250 pounds. When, when you have a tight end who's six foot seven, you are going to have a pretty nice catch radius there. And he had seven touchdowns in 2018, just one touchdown last year, but had uh, a lot more yards 589 yards, 485 in 2018. And that's coming in an offense where Stanford, I, I think any Stanford fan will probably tell you, they didn't have the greatest quarterback. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is that I think he has potential uh, in terms of red zone scoring just because of that catch radius and just because he just has that big body. Um, I think one of his negatives though is that he's just a little bit predictable in terms of his route running. Like he he doesn't have unique releases. He doesn't he doesn't have like a really great ability to to press and stretch in either horizontal or vertical directions in order to create those releases. I th- I think he's more of a uh, open field type of tight end and. And then, and then may, maybe if, if he can just get open with some scrambling from Russell Wilson, maybe he'll catch one or two touchdowns next season just just due to that. But yeah, I mean, I overall, I mean, if you're grabbing this player uh, in the fourth round and I to me that I, th- I think I think it's a positive because I, th- I think he adds balance to what Will Disley offers and for what the Seahawks want and what the Seahawks do in their offense, in the vertical stretch offense. I think I think he has a place. Yeah. And he has amazing hair. 
I mean, of all the go. draft picks, I think top he, he would have gone in the first round of the hair draft. Agreed. No, 100 <laughs> percent agree. I'm with you. Yeah, just looking at some of his pro football focus stats, you brought up the drop percentage. He ranked number one among tight ends in uh, in drop percentage. Very few drops. I, I even saw one that gave him a, a drop rate of zero percent. So uh, pretty impressive. Also contested receptions. He had 14 of them and uh, that ranked top among the tight ends in this class. So uh, they, they are getting more of a pass catching tight end, which makes it a little bit surprising when you consider the type of guys that the Seahawks tend to look for but here they are with colby parkinson and maybe like you said just it seems more of a, a jacob hollister type replacement yeah and that, again I'm, I'm i'm with you on that and for how little you pay a fourth rounder and for what hollister offers in terms of value i just to me that the 3.3 million dollar contract that hollister has right now and, and i know it's a, it's a one year what was it a one year restrictive free agent type contract yeah it's 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 all it's all it's none of it's dead cap. It's all just open. So I I just can't see them keeping him. Uh, and, and maybe again, like may, maybe I'm misreading the situation, but the way I see it is that you can save that money. And I kind of posted this on Twitter. I think you save that money. I think you save money from a Justin Britt cut. I think you potentially save money from a KJ Wright cut, which I know drew, drew the ire of a bunch of people because they love <laughs> KJ Wright. Uh, Stop so cutting all the right players now. that we love, Sam. <laughs> I know I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm a gash and cut type of guy and I'm, I just I'm 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 here to try to try to get clownier or Everson Griffin you know yeah uh, but I think I think those type of uh, I think those type of moves are necessary and it's just another way to to save a couple million dollars and he yeah he has he has value well and when you do keep that in mind the type of players that they're taking throughout the draft that they could come in and be replacements then yeah maybe. Maybe some other things happen in terms of guys who who are pass rushers that come available if they aren't able to get Griffin or Clowney. Uh, they're 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 at least set up in a way that they can make some moves if they need to do it. Agreed, one hundred percent agreed. Samuel Gold, appreciate you coming back on the show and talking about Colby Parkinson. We're going to be talking about the next two Seahawks picks. A lot of C- a lot of picks right here at the end of the fourth round, start of the fifth round, all grouped together. So stay tuned right here at fieldgoals.com and on the podcast. Subscribe to the show, sbnation.com slash NFL podcast. We'll be right back here with more picks coming up. Go Hawks. <laughs> 